Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our match reaction show. It's finished. Crystal Palace nil, Manchester City won. A little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of luck, a bit of good fortune. And Manchester City have three points after what was a pretty, pretty lackluster performance, I have to say, across the 90 minutes. I mean, uh, goal aside, they had so many chances to score and they just flubbed their lines. There were so many sloppy passes, um, lack of conviction as well. And I wonder if this is a theme that we have seen throughout for all the teams that are going to be playing in the Champions League to, uh, you know, next week. You know, Liverpool are pretty, pretty poor. Um, Real Madrid weren't that, that great either. Um, and now you've got, uh, you know, Ma uh, Manchester City as well, not looking that good either. Um, and you can say that about Inter Milan as well yesterday, but well. they didn't look that good either. So I wonder, wonder if, if, the, if the Champions League, uh, you know, games are kind of, you know, uh, you know, making teams think differently, making managers think differently about how they want to set up for this weekend's games. I don't know the answer, but it was, it was a pretty poor performance. I mean, was that a penalty? Yes, it was. I mean... The, the goal itself was, was a bit of creativity because Gunduan, uh, Gunduan is not expecting, expecting it, but then he gets a shot. Then, Look, I'm going to take a shot corner, just come quickly. And I think the Palace players so tired because they defended so well throughout that game. They defended as a unit. I think they were just like, let's, we've got a corner, let's just, just let's take a breath. And City said, no, we're going to take a quick one. And they put a quick one, Elise. Um, you know, in an experienced player in that situation knows exactly what to do, and that's not what you do. He quickly ran in, he was desperate, he was panicky. And I think Gundogan basically said, right, I've got the ball here. It's a poor touch, actually, from Gundogan, by the way. It's such a poor touch. But what he knows is that Olisi is coming at him. So as long as he can kick it away before Olisi tackles him, he's getting a foul. And that's what it was. That, that whole play was basically a sign from Gundogan. Once he got that foul, you know, that, that wrong touch, the entire play after that was about Gundogan winning a penalty. That was his only goal. And he got it. He got that penalty. It was definitely a penalty. And, I mean, Haaland converts it. I mean, you know, I wish I could say more superlatives about Haaland, but I don't think he had a good game today. I really don't. I mean, forget the fact about service. The fact is that he had a couple of good chances to score and he missed them. Um, there was one, of course, where he blazed over the bar when he probably should have scored. There was a header that Grealish put on, on a plate for him and he missed that as well. So, I think it's one thing that we say, well, when he doesn't score, he looks bad. But I think today, even with scoring and even, you know, because normally we say he doesn't get good service. I think today he got decent service to get a hat-trick and he's still... Uh, fluffed his lines. Now that will happen. That doesn't mean Haaland is a bad player, that he's, he sucks or whatever that people might think. That'll happen. Players have bad games. But I think the narrative that Haaland gets good, that, you know, that Haaland will score if he gets good service, I think that needs to be addressed a little bit. I think he's it's just like anybody else, he's human and he's going to have bad games. And just because you put him in through on goal doesn't mean he's always going to score. Just because you give him a good chance doesn't mean he's always going to score. So um, I think there's a little bit of a wrestle there. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think Pep Guardiola is going to be disappointed with the performance that, that his team put in. Foden, for me, looked pretty average. Grealish was pretty average. I, I'm surprised Kevin De Bruyne came on after the goal was scored, because, and probably because he was going to come on 77, 78 minutes. But as a, as a surprise, he kept him up for so long. Um, and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it tells me what's going on, because when you're down, again, Kevin, City have not played this week this, in midweek, so they've had a full week off. Why do you rest Kevin De Bruyne when you've had a whole week off and you play Erling Haaland? There is something going on there that we are not aware about. I, the more I watch these games and the more I see Guardiola's treatment of Kevin De Bruyne, it tells me that something is not quite right. Now, it doesn't mean that there's a fallout. I think it just means there's something that we don't know that's happening behind the scenes. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is and I don't want to speculate what it could be, but, I'm, but something is going on. And, and you know, it'll be interesting to see if we ever hear about what's happening because... It's surprising in the Haaland starts, but De Bruyne doesn't. And even when City need him, he comes on in the 78th minute of a game where they desperately needed his creativity. And as soon as he came on, he showed his creativity. He created the chance 
that you know he created the opportunity that led to the Haaland header over the bar and and of course he won the free kick at the end as well he's just such a dynamic player along with Bernardo Silva I think those are the two most dynamic players in this team and it's just surprising that he doesn't start uh, or he doesn't start a game like this where Guardiola knows it's away from home they're going to need something um, and and maybe the team selection reflect that bit of complacency as well maybe play four centre backs when you've got uh, Wilfred Zaha uh, there as well. I think there was a little bit of a hint of, of, you know, perhaps ignoring this game or thinking, well, we're going to get three points here anyway. Let's 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 think about the Leip- Leipzig game. I think there was a bit of that in, in the team selection that uh, and it reflected that. And they almost almost paid the price for it. But uh, in the end, I think Guardiola will say three points. That's what I want. I want three points and he's got that. And uh, now they can look forward to that, uh, to that Leipzig game. I mean... As bad as City were, I expect them to beat Leipzig. I mean, it's going to take a monumental miracle for for uh, for Leipzig to beat uh, Manchester City at the end. It just doesn't ha- it, it it just doesn't seem likely. Stranger things have happened, but it just doesn't seem likely. But which which also begs me back the question to why he feels he needs to rest players because that's Leipzig. You know, you're not playing Barcelona, you're not playing Real Madrid, you're playing Leipzig. So surely the intensity of that game is not going to be the kind where you go right. I need to rest rest. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, or I need to rest. Uh, uh, somebody else. It just, you know, or I need to rest Kyle Walker. I just feel like, I just feel like there was some sort of hint of uh, um, complacency. We were there with Crystal Palace, and so let's let's think about the the Leipzig game and and let's not, uh, you know, my point about the intensity is that it it's not a game where you've got to rest Kyle Walker because he's going to be burnt out from this game and and the Leipzig game. Yes, he will probably, um, you know, he will play against Leipzig, and you probably want to think about that game. You don't underestimate the opposition, but it's not. It's you're not playing Manchester United and Barcelona on two consecutive, you know, and within three days. You're not playing Real Madrid and and uh, Bayern Munich. That's not not like that, right? You're playing Crystal Palace and you're playing Leipzig, who are good teams. Um, you know, Crystal Palace at home are a pretty good team, but but they're not. They're not you know, but you surely expect that players of the class of Cal Walker and Kevin De Bruyne could get through 180 minutes or even 160 minutes, could have brought him out for 60 minutes in this game. Should be able to play that much at least, but it's it's Pep Guardiola. Maybe he knows more than I do. That that that's that is the thing about and, and there's not a lot of talking points in the game because it's really a boring game when you think about it. I mean, you know, Crystal Palace didn't have a shot on goal. I mean, what are you gonna even talk about? They didn't even have a shot on goal. Uh third game that that's happened. And the one chance that they was with Zaha was where it went fell behind everyone. That was really the only chance where you felt Azkaz Palace should have scored. Other than that, they didn't create anything in City just it's it's you know when City play well, there's something to talk about. Um, there's a little bit to talk about when when City play badly and they lose, there's something to talk about. When City play well and they win, there's a little bit to talk about. When City play badly and they win, there really is nothing to talk up talk about because you can't really criticize them too much. But at the same time, you know there's no like oh well they've still won, so what if, what's what's the headlines, right? Um, but anyway, three points to City. Congratulations to all City fans, of course, uh, for the win. And I mean, I feel, I feel a bit bad for Palace because I don't think they deserve to lose that game. It was just that one moment of lapse of concentration um, that, that led to that goal. Because had they been switched on for that corner, City would not have scored from that. All they needed was to be switched on because that short corner routine was fluffed once Gundogan um, missed his touch. So that was gone. So if somebody was on him at that point, that bad move would have broken down. The thing is, because there was nobody nearby and because he sees Olise coming to him, he just says, okay, fine, I've missed my touch, but I can get a penalty here. So it's just that one moment of lapse of concentration. But um, it happens. That's that's football. That's top-level football. And now it's over to Arsenal to see what they can do in the next game. They've got to now go and beat Fulham and uh, do, you know, to make sure that they stay ahead of that list. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Anyway, smash a like if you enjoyed this video. Smash a like for Manchester City winning the game, of course. Um, do share your comments, your feedback, your thoughts, you know, feedback on the game. What did you make of the performances? I mean, am I being too harsh on Manchester City? Let me know. Am I being too harsh on Pep Guardiola? I probably am. 
you can let me know in the comments of course if you think that but uh, thank you so much for watching do subscribe to the channel on youtube follow us on facebook twitter instagram i hope you enjoyed the videos that we've done today we'll do a few more tomorrow of course um and uh so join so, you know, us subscribe and so you can notified for that uh do check out our previous videos as well take care we'll see you again soon Bye bye